Allah says, Askinu hunna, lodge them. Askinu from sukna, sukna is home. Askinu, make them live. This is after the divorce. So a man pronounces divorce to his wife, right? Now she has to spend their idda where? In his house. This is further clarified. Again, clearly mentioned so that people don't misunderstand. Askinu hunna, make them live min haythu sakantum, where you live. Where you live, in the same house, under the same roof. Not that he says, okay, this is my house, I've given her divorce, she can stay here for three months, and while she's in her idda, I'm staying at my parents' house, I'm staying at my friend's house. No, no, no. Min haythu sakantum, under the same roof, where you live, in the same house. Why? So that there are greater chances of reconciliation. Min wujdikum, for out of your wujd. What is wujd means? Wujd is basically that which a person wajada with himself. What a person finds with himself. Meaning his means, his capacity. So make them live where you live. This is after the revocable divorce. But in general also, what do we understand from this? That a man should make his wife live in the same place where he lives. Not that he says, okay, you live in a different country so that we can get the citizenship, and I'm going to live in back home. Not just for three years, but endlessly. So it's been 15 years, husband is in one country, wife is in the other country. Is this marriage? This is not marriage. This is very problematic. Askinuhunna min haythu sakantum. Live in the same place. It's not right that the man is just absent from the family. Completely. The children don't really have a relationship with the father because he's never there. The wife doesn't really have a relationship with him because he's never there. أَسْكِنُوهُنَّ مِنْ حَيْثُ سَكَنْتُمْ مِنْ وُجْدِكُمْ From your means. And also what this means is, if you're providing accommodation, that means you also have to take care of the expenses. You have to take care of the food and in general spending. And whatever a husband provides for his wife must be according to the man's means. And what this means is that it should be of the same standard. Not that he's wearing fancy clothes and she's wearing the same clothes that she got when she got married from 10 years ago, from 15 years ago. Not that he's getting a new phone and the wife has that old phone. You know, every time he gets a new phone, he gives the old phone to the wife. No. Provide for her according to your means. Meaning the financial standard of the husband should be that of the wife. Make them live in the same way. This is not right that people have double standards in their marriages. And I think women should also think of the other way. You know, think of themselves. That oftentimes the best food Right, that they like, they'll prepare for themselves and for the husband. Yeah, there's some leftovers in the refrigerator. This is not right. You go out and eat at a party and for the husband, it's old food from like five days ago that he doesn't even like. No. Like for the other what you like for? Yourself. So, أَسْكِنُوهُنَّ مِنْ حَيْثُ سَكَنْتُمْ مِنْ وُجْدِكُمْ وَلَا تُضَارُّوهُنَّ And do not harm them. Meaning, oh you men, do not harm the women. Which women? Those whom you have pronounced divorce against during their idda do not harm them so much that لِتُضَيِّقُوا عَلَيْهِنَّ that you oppress them, you constrict matters for them. 
تُبَيِّقُ is from ضِيق. ضِيق is constriction, tightness. Don't make matters so difficult for them that they're just forced to leave. Don't harass them that they say, you know what, I should better go from here so at least I can survive, so that at least I can live. Because many times when it comes to divorce, people don't say, okay, I'm not going to spend anything on you. Rather, they don't say, leave. What they will do is they'll be absent, they'll be gone. They're nowhere to be found. And the woman is left to fend for herself. So, لا تضاروهن لتضيقوا عليهن وإن كنا أولات حمل And if they, meaning the women, happen to be pregnant, فأنفقوا عليهن Then spend on them حتى يضعن حملهن Until they deliver their babies. Until the end of the pregnancy. Meaning generally, the man has to provide for the woman after pronouncing divorce for how long? For either three months or three menstrual cycles. But in the case where the woman is pregnant, then her needs are different. Right? Different food or longer. If the pregnancy is still eight months to go, seven months to go. So he has to provide for her until the end of the pregnancy. فَإِنْ أَرْضَعْنَ لَكُمْ Then if they nurse for you. Meaning if they nurse the baby for you. What does this mean? Man pronounced divorce to his wife while she was pregnant. She was pregnant for, let's say, seven more months. No reconciliation. Alright? So what happened? Baby was born. Divorce came into effect. Now the man and woman are separated. Now the issue of nursing the baby. Who's gonna nurse the baby? The mother. The mother wants to nurse the baby. So if she's nursing the baby, who's gonna look after her? Food and everything. It's the father of the child. As we learn in Surah Al-Baqarah. Ayah number 233. Allah says, It's the father of the child who has to provide for the food and the clothing of the woman who is nursing the child. So, فَإِنْ أَرْضَعْنَا لَكُمْ فَآتُوهُنَّ أُجُورَهُنَّ Give them their ajr. And what does the ajr, the wage over here refer to? What does it refer to? Covering the costs of their food and their clothing. وَأْتَمِرُوا بَيْنَكُمْ بِمَعْرُوفِ This is so beautiful. Allah says, وَأْتَمِرُوا And confer between yourselves in the acceptable way. اِتَمِرُوا حَمْزَ مِمْرَى أَمْر What does أَمْر mean? Command or matter. And اِتِمَار is to give أَمْر to each other. Meaning to suggest one another. So discuss. Discuss the matters related to the child between yourselves in the acceptable way. Meaning, yes, you are divorced. There is no relationship between you anymore. Between the man and the woman. But when it comes to the children, for them and maybe for some other matters, you have to discuss, you have to communicate. You have to communicate. And you must communicate how? In the manner that is appropriate. Don't make things hard upon each other. You see, we're so emotional. We say, either it's marriage or it's finished. And when it's finished, then don't even mention that person's name in front of me. And what is Allah saying? وَأْتَمِرُوا Discuss these matters. Because they must be discussed. 
But how? Bimaruf. In a manner that is appropriate. وَإِن تَعَاسَرْتُمْ And if you make things difficult for each other. Usr. What does Usr mean? Difficulty. You're creating difficulty for each other. Meaning you just cannot even have a simple discussion. You still hate each other so much or you're so angry at each other, so vengeful that you cannot come to an agreement over who should nurse the child and how much should the expenditure be or how much the food and the clothing cost should be. وَإِن تَعَاسَرْتُمْ Then you know what? فَسَتُرْضِعُ لَهُ أُخْرَى Then, سَتُرْضِعُ She will nurse. لَهُ for him. For who? For the sake of the father. Who's going to nurse the baby? أُخْرَى Another woman. Meaning then he can hire somebody else. He can get something else done. That's also an option. Because sometimes divorce is so brutal that, and you know, over custody issues, that it's just so ugly that the more you deal with each other, the more difficult things become. So in this situation, look for another alternate. فَسَتُرْضِعُ لَهُ أُخْرَى لِيُنْفِقْ He should spend ذُو سَعَةٍ A man of wealth مِنْ سَعَةِهِ From his wealth. Meaning generally the ruling is where the mother of the child is going to nurse the child, then how much should the father of the child provide for her? How much? For her food and for her clothing, how much should he give? Allah says, the wealthy person should spend according to his wealth. وَمَنْ قُدِرَ عَلَيْهِ رِزْقُهُ And whoever's provision is constricted upon him, فَلْيُنْفِقْ مِمَّا آتَاهُ اللَّهُ Then he should spend according to what Allah has given him. Meaning there's no fixed amount. A thousand dollars, five hundred dollars, three hundred dollars. No, there's no fixed amount. It's according to the means of a person. لَا يُكَلِّفُ اللَّهُ نَفْسًا Allah does not burden a soul. إِلَّا مَا آتَاهَا Except according to what He has given it. Allah does not burden a person except according to what Allah has given the person, meaning the capacity that he has given him. Which means that if Allah has put you in a test, that means you can handle it. You can. If you weren't able to handle it, he wouldn't put you in that position. So every test that we are put in, we have the potential to succeed. You understand? Every test that you're put in, you have the potential to succeed. Yes, you can lose, but you can also succeed. You can also win. Now it's up to you. How much effort do you put in? How hard do you strive? Because if you weren't able to do it, you wouldn't be put in that situation. لا يكلف الله نفسا إلا ما آتاها سيجعل الله الله will make بعد عسر after difficulty يسرى ease after hardship Allah will create ease. What do we learn from these verses? The importance of consultation. The importance of discussion. You know, discussing these matters. That even if there is a fight, even if there is talaq, whatever common interest binds the two together, they should consult one another regarding that. And matters should be decided by that discussion, by that consultation. But if things are getting too hard, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has provided other alternates also. وَكَأَيِّنْ And how many مِنْ قَرْيَةٍ Of a city. Now you see over here, commands related to divorce were given. 
But generally, do people follow these commands? No, they don't. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives a warning here. That how many of a city there was, how many nations there were, عَتَتْ عَنْ أَمْرِ رَبِّهَا It was insolent towards the command of its Lord. عَتَتْ عُتُو عَيْنْ wow, Disobedience, out of pride. That no, no, there's no way I could do this. There's no way I'll put up with this. There's no way I will accommodate this. Allah says there have been many people who have been disobedient to their Lord. Out of pride. وَرُسُلِهِ And also towards His messengers. So what happened? فَحَسَبْنَاهَا We called them to account. حِسَابًا shadida A severe account. And what is this account referring to? Punishment. Because punishment is due after حِسَاب. Meaning those people were punished severely. وَعَذَّبْنَاهَا عَذَابًا nukra, And we punished them with a terrible punishment. فَذَاقَتْ So it tasted وَبَالَ أَمْرِهَا The bad consequence of its affair. وَبَال We discussed this word earlier also. وَوَبَالَام وَبِل is heavy rain. And وَبَال It's basically the bad consequence of something. And it's called وَبَال because it burdens a person. So فَذَاقَتْ وَبَالَ أَمْرِهَا It tasted the bad consequence of its affair. Because when a person disobeys their Lord, then that sin will bring consequences. You know, a person goes through divorce and he does it you know, with a lot of zulm, a lot of oppression. Then what happens? They were unfair to the other person and sooner or later, they're going to see its consequences in their life. There was a lady. Her marriage was, mashallah, beautiful. And because of certain issues, basically marriage ended. And this lady would say that, I am so hurt because of everything that I went through. I was really oppressed here. I was really treated unfairly. That from my heart, I wish bad for this individual and their family. She said, I cannot help it. But from my heart, it's like I find myself praying against them. I cannot help it. And the same thing that they did to her was done to someone in their family. The way they threw her out, their own daughter was thrown out. So never think that if we oppress someone, we'll be fine. No. Allah is still our Lord. And He is fair. He is just. So if we are oppressing someone today, remember that somebody else could be oppressing us tomorrow. We are depriving someone of their rights. We could be deprived of our rights tomorrow. Sins have consequences, and these consequences are real. فَذَاقَتْ وَبَالَ أَمْرِهَا وَكَانَ عَاقِبَةُ أَمْرِهَا خُسْرًا And the consequence, the outcome of their affair was what? خُسْر Loss, utter loss and failure. أَعَدَّ اللَّهُ لَهُمْ Allah has prepared for them عَذَابًا shadida, A severe punishment. فَاتَّقُوا اللَّهَ يَا أُولِي الْأَلْبَابِ O people of intellect, fear Allah. If you have sound reasoning, fear Allah. And even if you have to go through divorce, something very painful and emotional, do it properly. الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا O you who have believed, قَدْ أَنزَلَ اللَّهُ إِلَيْكُمْ ذِكْرًا Allah has revealed to you a dhikr, a reminder. This Qur'an is a reminder. 
Something that you have to follow. Allah has not revealed these verses just so that they're recited. They're to be recited and also followed. So follow this dhikr that Allah has revealed. Rasulan, He has also sent a messenger, يَتْلُوا عَلَيْكُمْ آيَاتِ اللَّهِ Who recites upon you Allah's verses. And these verses, they're mubayyinat. They're clear. They're clear. I mean, the rulings are very evident. They're not ambiguous. I mean, look at the rulings in Surah Al-Baqarah. So clearly the rulings concerning divorce are mentioned. At-talaqu marratan. In simple words. And then further clarification in this surah. Mubayyinat. Why has Allah revealed all these clear rulings? لِيُخْرِجَ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا In order that He may bring out the believers, those who have believed, وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ And also those who do righteous deeds. Bring them out of where? Through these verses? مِنَ الظُّلُمَاتِ إِلَى النُورِ From darknesses into light. Family problems? Marriage problems? They're like ظُلُمَات. It's gloom. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has sent these verses. He sent the Messenger wasallam to explain the law of divorce. Why? So that a person is taken out of darkness into light. So Allah has revealed these laws for us, for our benefit. وَمَن يُؤْمِن بِاللَّهِ And whoever believes in Allah, وَيَعْمَلْ صَالِحًا And he does righteous deeds. يُدْخِلْهُ جَنَّاتِ Allah will admit him into gardens. Which gardens? تَجْرِي مِنْ تَحْتِهَا الْأَنْهَارِ Underneath which rivers flow. These gardens are not in this world. Where are they? In paradise. خَالِدِينَ فِيهَا أَبَدًا Abiding therein eternally. قَدْ أَحْسَنَ اللَّهُ لَهُ رِزْقًا Allah has... Ahsana, He has perfected lahu for that person rizqa provision. Which provision is this? The provision of paradise. The one who fears Allah, believes in Allah, and follows Allah's orders, that Allah has prepared a great, a beautiful provision for him in the hereafter. What does this mean then? Divorce is something painful. But don't lose sight. Yes, you are going through something painful right now, but realize you also have an afterlife. You also have akhirah. You also have hisab. So don't put that at risk because of what you're going through right now. Don't put your akhirah at risk because of what you're going through right now. This test, go through it the way Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants you to, according to the laws that Allah has given you. And what will happen? Allah will give you Excellent rizq in the hereafter. Allahu alladhi. Allah is the one who khalaqa sab'a samawatin. He is the one who has created seven heavens. Seven skies. One on top of the other. Wamin al-ardi. And also of the earth. Mithlahunna. Similar to them. Meaning just as Allah has created seven skies, He has created seven earths. We have heard a lot about seven skies, but seven earths? What does that mean? Allah is saying this. He has created seven earths also. Now, remember, this is not seven continents, by the way. Okay? Because Allah says, mithlahunna, similar to them. How are these seven skies? One on top of the other. So these seven earths are also how? One on top of the other. Mithlahunna. These seven skies, how far apart are they? Very far. So much so, that with all the 
universe that we have come to know of that is still a part of the first sky. Because in order to cross the first sky, you have to go through the gates. As the Prophet ﷺ went through when he went on the Mi'raj. Right? And with all our space exploration, we have not explored those gates. Right? So our scholars say that the known universe, whatever of the universe we know of, that is still a part of the first sky. Now just imagine how huge the known universe is. What we know of the universe, how massive it is. Just think about that. And that is what? Just the first sky. Allahu alam, how far those gates are. We think the universe is huge. What if it's ten times its size? What if it's more than that? This is just our estimation, right? So, just imagine how far apart the seven skies are now. We cannot even imagine the distance. So, mithlahunna, these earths are also how far apart? Similar, similar distance. Why is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala telling us about this over here? So that we go and discover that second earth and third earth and fourth earth. It's not referring to the planets, by the way. Okay? Because you might say, well, there are nine planets. No, there are eight. How many are they? Well, Allahu a'lam. So, it's not referring to planets. It's referring to earths. Mithlahunna, similar to this earth. Sky, similar to, you know, seven skies, one on top of the other. Earths, one on top of the other. Why is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala telling us about this over here? To remind us of how vast His kingdom is. How great His power is. His kingship is. His creation is. So stop freaking out. Because we do that a lot. A small problem and we worry so much. Isn't it? We worry too much over petty issues. But when you think of yourself, somewhere there on planet earth, right? And imagine the size of the earth compared to the sun. Now imagine the size of the earth compared to the seven heavens and the seven earths. And then you with your little problem somewhere on earth. How big is that problem? How big is it? It's not a big deal. If Allah can manage the affairs of the seven heavens and seven earths, you think He won't take care of you? You think He'll forget about you? So stop worrying. Stop worrying and start relying upon Allah. Stop disobeying Him and start obeying Him. Allah is the one who has created seven heavens and of the earths also similar to them. يَتَنَزَّلُ الْأَمْرُ The command, it comes down. Meaning Allah's command descends. بَيْنَهُنَّ Between them. Meaning it's Allah's command by which rain comes on this earth. Allah's command by which wind blows at a certain time of the night. Everything that happens, happens by Allah's command. He's got everything in control. And you are also His creation. لِتَعْلَمُوا He's telling you this in order that you may know أَنَّ اللَّهَ عَلَى كُلِّ شَيْءٍ قَدِيرٍ That indeed Allah is competent, He is able over everything, including you and your problems. وَأَنَّ اللَّهَ قَدْ أَحَاطَ بِكُلِّ شَيْءٍ عِلْمًا And that indeed Allah has encompassed everything in knowledge. He knows what you're going through. 
He knows your challenges and your struggles. So what do we learn from this then? Rely upon your Lord and do what He has commanded you. Let's listen to the recitation of the surah. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا ايها النبي اذا طلقتم النساء فطلقوهن لعدتهن واحصل عده واتقوا الله ربكم لا تخرجوهن من بيوتهن ولا يخرجن الا ولا يخرجن الا ان ياتين بفاحشه مبينه وتلك حدود الله ومن يتعد حدود الله فقد ظلم نفسه لا تدري لعل الله يحدث بعد ذلك امرا فاذا بلغن اجلهن فامسكوهن بمعروف او فارقوهن بمعروف واشهدوا ذوي عدل منكم واقيموا الشهاده لله ذلكم يوعظ به من كان يؤمن بالله واليوم الاخر ومن يتق الله يجعل له مخرجا ويرزقه من حيث لا يحتسب ومن يتوكل على الله فهو حسبه ان الله بالغ امره قد جعل الله لكل شيء قدرا واللائي يئسن من المحيض من نسائكم ان ارتبتم فعدتهن ثلاثه اشهر واللائي لم يحضن وَأُولَاتُ الْأَحْمَالِ أَجَلُهُنَّ أَن يَضَعْنَ حَمْلَهُنَّ وَمَن يَتَّقِ اللَّهَ يَجْعَل لَّهُ مِنْ أَمْرِهِ يُسْرًا ذَلِكَ أَمْرُ اللَّهِ أَنزَلَهُ إِلَيْكُمْ وَمَن يَتَّقِ اللَّهَ يُكَفِّرْ عَنْهُ سَيِّئَاتِهِ وَيُعْظِمْ لَهُ أَجْرًا أَسْكِنُوهُنَّ مِنْ حَيْثُ سَكَنْتُمْ مِنْ وُجْدِكُمْ وَلَا تُضَارُّوهُنَّ لِتُضَيِّقُوا عَلَيْهِنَّ وَإِن كُنَّ أُولَاتِ حَمْلٍ فَأَنْفِقُوا عَلَيْهِنَّ حَتَّى يَضَعْنَ حَمْلَهُنَّ فَإِنْ أَرْضَعْنَ لَكُمْ فَآتُوهُنَّ أُجُورَهُنَّ وَأْتَمِرُوا بَيْنَكُمْ بِمَعْرُوفٍ وَإِن تَعَاسَرْتُمْ فَسَتُرْضِعُ لَهُ أُخْرَى لينفق ذو سعة من سعته ومن قدر عليه رزقه فلينفق مما آتاه الله لا يمكن 
Subhanakallahumma bihamdik ashhadu an la ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa atubu ilaik assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh